This is the golden storybook and tape called The Sun Stealers. It was written by Mark Suffren, and the pictures were done by Fred Carrillo. Whenever you hear this sound, you'll know it's time to turn the page. After you've listened to the story, you can turn the tape over and record your own story on side two. Are you ready? Find the picture of Rick and Flash Gordon at the control panel of Dynac X. Unknown disturbances from space were interfering with the Defender's information gathering equipment. I don't think it's serious, said Rick Gordon, looking at the screen of their computer, Dynac X, inside the monitor headquarters. Probably just the last shreds of a fading sunstorm. We can manage until the next maintenance patrol. I think the trouble is more than routine, said Flash Gordon, Rick's father. Look at what's been happening. Machines have been sputtering and jamming, and we've had electrical failure for minutes at a time. Flash believed that Rick was too fond of his gadgets and not alert enough to the threat from Ming the Merciless. Flash knew that if Monitor's equipment went dead for any length of time, Earth would be easy prey for Ming. Usually, Flash made the maintenance patrols with Rick supervising from Monitor. But this time, Flash said, Rick, you know the space gear better than anyone. I'd like you to make the trip, and soon, Rick looked annoyed. Flash knew how stubborn his son was. Then, he suddenly got an idea. By the way, Flash said, you can take Jetta and LJ with you. Rick quickly changed his mind. He hadn't had much success in impressing Jetta. But if he were in command of a spacecraft, things might be different. Just one thing, Dad, Rick said. This computer is pretty complicated. Please don't fiddle with it while I'm away. Flash replied lightly. No, I'll just rock away in my antique chair until the wizard returns. Then he turned serious. Rick, you're responsible for Jetta and LJ and the rest of the defenders. Do the job and get back quickly. The three teenage defenders took off in their spacecraft. Great! exclaimed LJ. We can play our astral music as loud as we want. No one will get on our case. That's right, said Rick. I give the orders here. Your father must think a lot of you, Jetta said, to let you command a ship. What do you mean, let? Rick replied. I volunteered. Not a sunstorm, but Ming the Merciless was the cause of the trouble with the Defender's equipment. Ming had an incredible, dangerous plan to destroy Earth and restore to life his icy, barren planet, Mongo. First, he would jam all electrical functions in the Earth's atmosphere. That would cut down on outside interference. Then, he would catch the energy of the Earth's sun and put it to his own uses. Ming had made an alliance with the Glow people, who lived on a fiery planet in distant space a frightful area called Scald Sky. It was the perfect place to store the energy stolen from the Earth's sun. Driven by Octan, Ming's bullying computer, the Glow People had built a next-generation magnetic shield. It could be moved as the Glow Planet moved, so that it would always be directly aimed at the sun. Using special solar guns, the energy would be shot into vast storage chambers, for helping Ming, the Glow People, fearful of long eclipses and the loss of their sun, 
would gather enough sun power for generations. But Ming planned even more than that. With new magnetic shields, he could drain the energy from other stars. Then he could dole it out to needy planets, but only if the people living there would agree to become his slaves. Flash, Mandrake, Lothar, and the Phantom sat around the battle simulation room of Monitor. Mandrake, always sensitive to other people's moods, noticed that the Phantom seemed even more reserved than usual. Contacting the Phantom's mind, he learned the truth. He decided to talk to Flash. The Phantom is worried about Jeddah. I'll take care of it. I've got an idea, Flash said. Why don't we surprise the kids up at the space station where they're working? Great idea, the Phantom said quickly. Let's go. I hope they won't think we're checking up on them, Lothar said. But I'd like to make sure LJ is okay. Then it's settled, Flash said. Mandrake, I'd like you and Kashin to stay here and look after things. In his throne room, deep inside Ice Station Earth, Ming scanned four screens. An evil grin spread across his cold face. Now I know the location of every defender, he gloated to Octan. The Earth has never been so open to attack. With only that cheap carnival conjurer and a helpless boy inside Monitor, it will easily be mine. We can use Monitor to feed false information to Gordon and his friends. Then they will be easy targets to destroy. Ming had more on his mind than just getting rid of the Defenders. He planned to get rid of his son, Crown Prince Croton, as well. Ming knew that Croton wanted to overthrow him, but up to now, the merciless ruler had not been able to destroy his own flesh and blood. Ming ordered Croton to lead an attack on Monitor without delay. He also instructed Garax, the leader of the ice robots, to make sure that Croton met an honorable death in combat. Some time later, Flash, the Phantom, and Lothar were returning from a happy reunion in space with their children. Suddenly, Flash's worst fears seemed to be coming true. He spotted a strong force of ice robots attacking Monitor. Let's go! Defenders broke through the hordes of robots, sending the enemy force into retreat. Lothar captured Prince Croton as the Phantom and Flash headed into Monitor. Where's Mandrake? Flash shouted. How could this have happened? Flash quickly started a search for Mandrake. The Phantom and Lothar, with Croton as prisoner, joined him. Breaking into one of Monitor's rooms, they spotted Mandrake, who was inside an enormous frosty-looking cylinder. What's all this? said Flash. You might say the ice robots took me by surprise, said Mandrake. They put me in this cylinder, which made me powerless. This wasn't exactly the evening I had planned. Freeing Mandrake, Flash said, We've got to move fast. Rick and the others may be in trouble. Let's contact them. Rick, Jetta, and LJ had already left the space station to make the final repair to a satellite camera that scanned Skull Sky. In the camera, Rick suddenly saw images of solar guns ready to shoot streams of energy into the storage bins on the glow planet. Rick knew he had to get word to his father fast. Afraid to trust his message to the space radio net, he fed the data into his onboard computer. Flash received Rick's emergency message. Things were worse than he imagined. 
but there was still time to defeat Ming. Flash quickly tapped out a message to Rick on the keyboard of Dynac X. Run your missiles through the refrigeration chambers and attack. Rick launched the Fridgy missiles, which were specially protected against the scalding heat of the glow planet. A Fridgy missile exploded on a weak hinge of the magnetic shield, and the entire structure flew apart. No longer would the sun's energy be used for Ming's terrible purpose. Flash wanted to find out the extent of Ming's plan, and he threatened Croton. I'll ship you to Scald Sky if you don't talk. I'll talk, I'll talk, sniveled Croton. But he gave false information about his father's hiding place. Fortunately, Mandrake read Croton's mind and knew that Ming was really at Ice Station Earth. The four senior defenders sped across the Antarctic wastes in their vehicle Terry, searching for the location of Ice Station Earth. They were relieved to get word by computer that the kids had returned safely to Monitor. All in all, said Mandrake, I think the youngsters show the stuff of real defenders. Maybe so, Flash said with a wink. But we old codgers can still teach them a trick or two. This time we'll get Ming, Flash continued, and stop him once and for all. There could be no rest for the defenders of the Earth until they defeated Ming, and he was no longer a threat to the world.